got plans for any other The feeling's where you wanna be Cause Friday night's just right for flying This is the what I need Get about as rowdy as an aeroplane We're gonna pop the roof tonight Cause Friday night's the night I like Friday night's on fire, on fire, on fire Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to what is going to be the season finale of regular episodes of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast for the 2022 season. Yeah, I figured I'm not going to try and pump out a bunch of stuff when I can't really think of things, uh, and instead I'm just going to pivot back to what I was doing before, especially considering the uh, NCAA baseball tournament's coming up. So yeah, that doesn't mean there won't be gym content. There will be. It's just that, you know, it won't be, like, weekly basis stuff. It'll be back to talking about normal sports stuff and, you know, all that thingies. But I figured I'd do this thing. That's right, it's like an award show, except not live. Because I'm not sure if the team does an awards banquet, but I know a lot of other teams do. Plus, I was going to do this anyway, even if they did. So, yeah, that's a thing. There are ten awards. Uh, There will also be videos accompanying these, uh, but those will come out. Uh, over the following week, starting on Monday, ending on Friday, maybe Saturday, if I decide to do one specifically as a certain day thingy, we'll see how that works out. I'm always very good with plans. That was a lie. But, yeah. So, welcome to the first annual uh, LSU Flying Tigers Awards Ceremony, where we give out awards for things. I will name the awards, I will explain the awards, and then I will give a little thing about them. Because that's how it works here. Is this going to be in any way organized? Yes, it will. I actually do have an order for this stuff. Um, is some of it scripted? Of course it is. I I needed to script it. So you'll notice that there. So I, uh, yeah. I don't really know how to introduce an award ceremony considering I've never done one before. Isn't that interesting? But yeah, this the some of these are uh, awards for individual moments. Some of these are for the season. Most of them are for individual moments. Also, if you're wondering, no, there is not a Gymnast of the Year award. I don't do that. For the most, the main reason I don't do that is that I really couldn't think of who to put. I was legit torn 50-50, couldn't think of a good thing. And I'm like, eh, this is pointless. Why even try doing that? Like, is there really one team MVP? Is there one gymnast of the year? I don't even care that we literally only had one person go to nationals. Is that really the best? What is the best? I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's kind of dumb. And also, I really couldn't think of that. Whereas individual moments, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's easy. That's easy. And then I realized, this is not easy at all. (laughs) Some of them are very difficult. Um, yeah. So, this is going to be split kind of into two halves. The not individual moments thing, and the individual moments thing. Yeah. Or let me rephrase that. There's a first and a second half. I don't really know how I'm going to split them up or how to call them, but I know this. They are a thing. So, let us get into the first annual LSU Flying Tigers Award show. Yes. Beginning with the opposing team moment... Of the year. 
Yes, that's right, because despite this being a show entirely focused on LSU, I feel the need to begin this event with, uh, this award. Because respect is important. I think it's important to give some respect to an incredible moment from the other team. You know, makes sense. Can't be all about us, just mostly. So, the Opposing Team Moment of the Year Award, and I was torn, but I made a decision, and my decision was Suni Lee's 10 on bars at the Auburn meet. Yes, the Olympic all-around gold medalist. You know, she's, she's pretty good, pretty good, but I had never seen how good in person. And also, I didn't watch the Olympics, so yeah. Um... But, but then I saw this, and, uh, you know, I didn't think it was possible to follow up a Haley Bryant 10 on vault. I have now been, I am now wrong. No, there is a way to do it like that. Just go 10 on bars, first career 10 for her, uh, first of what are probably going to be several career 10s. She's already got, like, what, three? Yeah, she's pretty, she's really good at this stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty incredible to watch. Even if it was literally on the other side of the arena. <laughs> this is not fun. That's the one problem about the location of the student section. It's on the other side and it's hard to watch bars. Oh well, they do have a gigantic TV screen. Thank you whoever built that. Yes, so congratulations for the opposing team moment of the year. Next up, the breakout performance of the year. Yes. What is this? This is an award for the moment when someone burst onto the scene. You make it known from the first time you see them that you're going to be a bona fide star. You know, it's that moment where you're like, oh, uh, okay, okay then. Th this might be it. And uh, for this award, since this is going to be an annual show, I guess, uh, this usually goes to a freshman, but it's pretty much to someone who did not compete the season prior and has never competed for LSU. Can't, can't say that. Cause, wow, I'm really good with technical stuff. Anyway, so the breakout performance of the year is in what can only be described as a total shocker. Unless you've listened to every one of these episodes, in which case this shouldn't shock you in any way. KJ Johnson's debut versus Centenary. This is basically the I told every last one of you award for this year, because I have been hyping this up since, okay, since December, actually. Yeah, since December, because Gym 101 is fun. It's a really good exhibition and also gives you a chance to scout. That's what I did, by accident. That ended up working out pretty well, because uh, I was like, hmm, this one freshman, I've not heard anything about her. She's pretty good. Very good. Holy cow. How about winning SEC Freshman of the Week in the first week? Yes, that's, that's, that's one way of doing it. Um, getting a 9-9 on both floor and vault in her debut. And she competes a 9-9-5 on vault. So that's really good. It was, it was incredible to watch it. With the whole performance. And again, you know. Everybody's ranting and raving about, oh, yeah, everybody else. And I'm like, mm -hmm. we have three people. Let's, let's all make sure we get all three. And it ended up being where actually only one of them competed that night. So uh, technicalities are fun. But yeah, uh, it, it just, 
it just ended up being the start of an incredible season. You knew from that moment, it's like, oh, oh, this this might be special. She might be good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, the breakout performer of the year. Now, you may be asking yourself, didn't you literally just do this? No, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Because the breakout performer of the year is not for one performance, but for an entire season. And it has to go to someone who was not, I'm sorry, who was on the team the prior year. Okay? This is someone who showed, like, that they were not just good, they were great. Even if they were already pretty good before, they took it to another level. Hit a new, just blew people away, even if that was what they were doing beforehand. And I have to explain it that way because the winner of the Breakout Performer of the Year award goes to Christina Desiderio. Yes, a fifth-year senior. How How is that possible? It's, uh, you know, you're talking about the best beam and floor leadoff in the country already. How is it possible to get better? You know what? Good question. Good question. I don't know how it was possible. And... Somehow it happened. I have done the research, and by research I mean I watched a ton of clips for a video that I made, and so I watched a lot of her old floor routines, and they were pretty good. This year was different. I don't know what it was, but she looked just even better. Her beam work was just about as good as always, which is not an insult. It's just like, oh no, you didn't get worse. You are legitimately one of the best in the country at this. Pretty sure that not getting worse is good. Yeah. And of course, floor work was just top-notch. Top-notch. Um, I would talk more about it, but I have later things to do where I can talk more about it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Had a couple of falls on floor at one point, corrected those, and then, you know, killed it again. What a shocker. Talk about peaking in your fifth year. Yeah, it's a pretty good time to peak. Pretty good up, pretty good time. Yeah. So, uh, breakout performer of the year. Up next, the comeback gymnast of the year. This award goes to the person who fought back from a major setback to get back in the lineups and make an impact. And I wonder who this could be. It's almost impossible to figure it out. There's so many possible options. There's all one of them. Gee. Who's the one person who fought back from an injury that kept them out of the season last year? Hmm, I wonder. So yeah, it's Kai Rivers. Um, an Achilles injury kept her out of 2021. Uh, so she just had to fight her way back to get into the lineups. And of course, because being a badass is a thing, uh, she did it. And more. Just came back, killed it. May have had another injury setback because of shoulder, because apparently nothing can go well. But, you know, that didn't really bother her. Like, you could see the hard work, you could see the fight in, like, just everything. I'm trying to put words there, but it's hard to. Because it's been a while since I've actually watched it and was in the moment of it. Because you can watch replays and all, but that's not the same as experiencing what that felt like at the time. It's just a tad different. Like, it's different watching her 
first, um, what was it? Yeah, her first, well, I would say what I was about to say, and then I realized, hey, hey, spoiler alert, because I need to stop spoiling things. What I do need to say is this, fighter, hard worker, amazing person, like, just a spark plug, that's, that's the nickname, I don't care if that's not your nickname, that's what I'm calling you, because when she's out there on and off the floor, the team is just a, it's better overall. So yeah, come back gymnast of the year. Maybe it feels like I'm rushing through this. Well, that, that might be a good thing, considering, you know, the next five, the final five are going to be long. But of course, we talk greatness. We talk amazingness. We talk about comeback. We talk about know how good someone is performing we talk about that kind of stuff the athletic accomplishment but I would be remiss if I did not talk about the moment that brought the most joy to me that's not the word I'm looking for here I don't know what I'm just gonna call I guess the heartwarming moment of the year and by I guess I mean I already wrote that down This one goes to, like, the moment they hit me right in the feels, like, just dead center, bullseye, right in the feels. Really no other way of putting it, except for the fact that I kind of wanted to talk about this, because if we're going to do sort of a season recap with this, then we might as well talk about this, because I think it's important. And I think there's really only one way to talk about it. It was on senior night, and the winner of the, uh... Heartwarming moment of the year is Rebecca D'Antonio's beam routine on senior night versus Utah. So when I walked into that building, um, it had been raining. Yeah, I don't know if I ever mentioned that. It was raining. Uh, and I was in there, walked through the doors. What's the first thing I see when I get into the actual arena itself? Bunch of stairs, because you can't see the floor of the arena when you walk in from the student entrance. Fun fact. And then, then I saw, right in front of me, if you don't know this, the beam is literally the first thing you would look at. Like, it's just directly there. Your eyes are kind of drawn to it, naturally. And she was warming up on it. And I was like, of course. And also, more things. But I'm trying to keep myself composed right now. Because, like, this was a really nice moment and like, everything... But I'm going to keep myself composed right now. Considering. It is difficult. When thinking about that. That was a really nice moment. Um, you know. Especially considering. It's, it's just. It's more than just. Like. Oh yeah. Talent this. Talent that. Talent doesn't matter here. This was a really nice moment. For someone who. You know. Means a lot. To the people on this team. To the program itself. I mean. Like. Hey. It doesn't really get talked about because no she doesn't compete it's more than just that it's uh being a good person it's being a good friend which literally everyone says she is um it's also about being a damn genius so like (laughs) what what do i say uh how about this so she just graduated summa cum laude with a degree in computer sciences finishing with a 4.01 gpa because she's a genius She's going to the University of Chicago for grad school. Like, what? Bro, seriously. 
absolutely incredible. I, that blows my mind. That's the coolest thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh my god, you can do all the this athletic stuff. You're going to the University of Chicago, and you did all of that? How? Do, does time work differently for you? I'm, I'm just asking. How do you manage all of the time you have? I want to know the power. That's the kind of thing I need. Because my time management skills are bad. Hence why, um, you know, this podcast comes out at different times. Because I can't stick to a schedule very easily, especially when episodes are ranging in length, such as this one. But yeah, um, you know, nice people. And the moment itself, by the way, it was really nice. We don't talk about the fall. The fall doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that she got up there, did a very good job. The start of it was actually like, I was like, ooh, that's actually really good. And then I was like, oh, that explains it. That explains it. Inconsistencies. That's an ex- That's That just makes sense. It's inconsistent. But like, it was good. Like, I actually, it was pretty good. But it was also really nice to see like, everyone was, everyone was looking, I don't know how to put it. I can't think of the words. The words are not there. It was a really nice, really sweet moment, and very much deserving of this award. But now let's move into the individual routine awards. D- discounting the fact that that last one was, and also the first one. I'm talking about individual routines. We've got five coming up. Note this. If you're wondering why a certain routine did not make it, the rule that I have for the final five awards, so for the four individual apparatus awards and the overall award, is that no one is allowed to double up. So one person for each, that means five different people. Why did I do this? Because I wanted to make it reasonable and because I wanted to challenge myself to actually find good stuff and because I feel like that's the best way to do it. Look, like, there were some really good things that may or they may not have been the objective best, but they were good. Like, for example, I'll just throw one out there right now. Kaya's 10 on beam, not there. Nope. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to say there. Let's start with the first award. Now, this one's a... Gonna be a little bit of the backstory because this award is not normal in terms of the name. So, the first one, a little bit of a backstory. Uh, Alumni Night was a great idea. Um, it was even better when they decided to give Olivia Gunter, who uh, just she's uh, she was there the past four years, uh, graduated after 2021, uh, didn't take her fifth year. Um, she wanted to do the live tweeting for the meet, and they were like, okay, fine then, <laughs> do it. Which, this was a perfect idea. This is a very good idea. Please do this again next year. Um, I'm dead serious. Please, I'm asking, I'm begging, because we got a great moment out of it. Uh, Elena Arenas uh, began with a very good vault, and... Uh, Liv tweeted out an ice-cold stick, despite the video evidence showing that she hopped. 
Now, I would like to counter by saying, Liv could not have seen that. I couldn't have seen that. If I couldn't see it, I, I thought it was better than it was. I didn't see the hop. I genuinely didn't see the hop where I was sitting. Was I blocked? A little. So there you go. But this ended up becoming a funny joke. And thus became kind of a theme for the rest of the year. That, you know, this truly was an ice cold stick. Which is why I've named it the award thusly. In a way. Um, the award isn't just a normal one. Because, uh, I'm not naming it after her. Uh, Liv's uh, dad, Lucian, passed away uh, this past year in December, I believe, uh, from cancer. I don't know which one, and I need to figure it out because that's the way we're going to do this. Um, Because this is the Lucian Gunter Memorial Ice Cold Vault Stick of the year. I don't know to put of the year on there because that's going to be really long for the graphic. Let's just pretend I didn't. Um, Yeah, I'm calling it that because I, I haven't figured it out yet. Gonna figure it out soon. But for the month of June, gonna be doing a, some sort of fundraiser thingy for some sort of whatever cancer it was. Like, you know, actual not just research, but prevention and treatment. Because that's what's important. Not just awareness, but actual research and treatment. That's the most important thing to me. Gonna figure out how that is because, you know, I don't know. And this is a surprise. It's a fun surprise. But yeah. So that's what this is. So the winner of this award is... I'm not going to put a drum roll here so you can insert your own. It is not a perfect 10. Interesting. But it is a perfect one. Couldn't not do a perfect one. A perfect 995. KJ's 995 at Texas Woman's. I will explain why I didn't do a perfect 10 right now. The five rule. The rule of five. Remember, it has to be five different people. So you can guess that Haley did not has one that I believed was better on something else. Despite the fact that we all know that the 10 is perfect, but... Uh, maybe. I'll explain. So, this thing. So, first of all, screw the Texas woman's meat. You guys made me pay 10 bucks for that. 10 bucks for a pay-per-view. Really? You made me pay $10 for that. I I don't care. I don't care. You guys need to do better. Also, the commentary was... Ugh. I had to turn it off. Also, really? We're going to do four... T like, what? 480p things? I get the internet probably wasn't good there. I'm going to stop talking right there because I just realized the internet was probably really terrible and you try streaming like four 720p screens. That takes up a lot of bandwidth. Hi, I'm Ben. I know way too much about things like that. Actually, I don't know anything about things like that. We should move on to the this thing itself. It looked good. It looked really good on the broadcast. The broadcast was looking directly down the line. Um, I was like, mm, that could be perfect. And then the score flashed. And it was. And like, she'd nearly gotten a perfect score at Florida. Because that one was close. That one was really close to being perfect. Other than that, not really as close. This one was very good. Very good. The height was... Well, the height on it's as incredible as you're going to get for any uh, Yurchenko full. Um, which we will not hopefully be seeing that next year. It'll be a double. 
I really cannot wait for that. <laughs> Next season's gonna be fun. But yeah, uh, this thing just had the height. When it hit, the video that LSU posted, perfect. That sound, oh, magnificent sound. Just, it's such a nice sound. I'm an audiophile, fine. Um, I just love hearing it. Because it's the perfect sound of, that is all the energy put right there. Boom. That's it. She could do wherever she wants. She could move forward from it. Like, she was not moving backward at all. It's incredible. It's incredible to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I was freaking out. Freaking out in a good way, but still freaking. Like, going crazy when it happened. When I saw this score, I was like... It, it was the best. It was the best. And, I mean, it, it couldn't even be better. Because it, it was at home. Like, I mean, Texas only has one team. Well, she's from Texas, and that's as close as she was going to get. Unless she would have made nationals. Damn you, UCLA, blowing it on beam. I'm still annoyed at you for that. You could have done better. Anyway, not important. Let's move on to the best of the bars. Like I used to say in all the videos. Funny how that works. It's almost as if I planned it that way. He he he. Yep, that's the name of the award. The best of the bars. Um, I could not pick a winner for this award because it's really difficult to figure out which one was the best. Except, I decided to go with the one that just... I need to say this. I think it's from our best bars worker. Our best bars worker. It wasn't Sammy. No. Nah, I mean, she's good, but like, was she as consistent as this other person? No. Kaya probably is the best bars worker. Or second best. Or 1B. Or something. She's very good too. Heck, this moment, I didn't even feature it. Didn't, didn't even feature it. I don't remember. Don't think I did. All I know is this, it was very good. It's from the Florida meet. The best of the bars award goes to Haley Bryant's 995 at Florida. Again, I, th I think she's the best bars worker. She added that, uh, they added the half turn thingy into a blind landing, and she just hits that thing like it's nothing. This routine that got a 995 probably could attend. Probably should have tend. I didn't see anything in there that was deduction-worthy. I also don't know how deductions work, because that's not my thing. Hi, I don't have any judging experience. I'm just a person who talks into a microphone sometimes. It's fun. Um, but yeah. It, it was incredible. The one at Florida, though. That was almost robotic in a good way. It was like, I'm going to do the everything right. It wasn't like there was a lack of control. She never hesitated at any point. It was just, I'm going to hit this handstand. Do Everything was just like, I'm going to do this perfectly. Do this perfectly. Do this perfectly. It was textbook. It was incredible to watch it. It's like, Haley gets a ton of credit for what she does on Vault. Uh, and for good reason. If she sticks it, it needs to 10. That's just how it works. She's that talented there. Her bars work is phenomenal. I think she's the best bars worker on the team. Like, she's a natural almost. But adding in that extra half, 
adding in the blind landing, making it harder, made it so that it was like, okay, this is easy. That was the only thing that didn't look perfect in it. And it wasn't much. Like, she moved a tiny bit. The rest of it looked pretty much... Again, I, I robotic in a good way. Automatic. Like, she was just snapping into place. You know, like in a Word document. But actually good formatting. Yay. But yeah, so the best of the bars award, Haley Bryant, 995 at Florida. And we're actually going to stay at Florida for the next award, which is the Beam Queen Moment of the Year. Doesn't really need much introduction staying at Florida, and there's only one moment I could think of that actually deserved it, because a moment where the idea of the beam anxiety all went away. The Beam Queen moment of the year goes to Kai Rivers 990 at Florida. So this was her first beam routine of the year. Okay? We were in a pretty tough spot. Uh, didn't help that Florida had just gotten it 10. Naya Reed had just 10 on floor. And the crowd was going crazy at the O-Dome. Now, one might be rattled by this. No. No, 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 no. See, Kai did not get rattled by this. If you look at her eyes in the thing, oh my god, I am... It's not terrifying. It's just as locked in as laser and laser focused as you can get. It's like, okay, there are things going around on around me. And there's only one thing that matters right now. And it's me getting this done and finishing this off and not just not making mistakes. Didn't really make many mistakes. Killed it out there. Looked calm. Looked poised. Just. Like. Her comeback this year has been incredible. And her her presence on Beam is just one of those things where it's, it's mesmerizing. It is mesmerizing to watch. If she'd have been fully healthy, I think a one-two punch of Christina and Kai would have been like. That's a really good one-two punch because it's it's very stable it's very stable there are two people that you can pretty much you can count on them to make sure that things are going to go well for the rest of the lineup so that they're not all rattled and uh, this was the best possible example of it just calm focus and hit what else can you want next up the floor hit of the year this was the toughest award to figure out Okay, like, there are like four different routines. I could have given this to Sarah Edwards' career-high 9975 versus Utah, for example. But I didn't. I could have given this to... I don't know. Who else could I have given this one to? Heck, okay, basically anyone versus Auburn... And don't worry, I did. Because I went to, and I can't remember the others that I was going through, but there were a lot of them. We were really good. There were some really fun moments. But the one I chose for the floor team, I'm sorry, the floor hit of the year was Christina Desiderio's 995 versus Auburn, also known as How the Hell Did This Not 10? If this thing was fifth in the lineup, it'd attend. 
if that was fifth in the lineup, it would attend. I rewatched it, like, right before recording, and I didn't see much. What were you taking off? Seriously, what were you taking off from that? That was basically perfect. You want to talk about setting a career high? My goodness gracious, that was beautiful. They took off, basically, because it's the good old-fashioned starter bonus. Like, it's the it's the lead-off um, penalty. But other than that, was there anything you could have taken off there? I didn't see it. I didn't see much. Maybe some small stuff? I mean, it was small enough where it was only a 995. I need to stop speaking stupidly. Yes. But, um, it, it was just so good. And it was the second half of a SEC Specialist of the Week performance where I think she had a 9... What was it? Yeah, it was a 9-9 on beam, too. Absolutely killed it that day. That was just a great day. And, uh, it was a powerful start. To an incredible rotation. Which brings me to the final award. The one most fitting. The take flight moment of the year. Oh yes. And what is the take flight moment of the year? Well, here's what the take flight moment of the year has to be. It has to be a moment, a routine, that might be one of those things that you talk about forever as a crown jewel of a season. If you had to summarize, if you had to give the best moment of a season, you would go with that and no one would question you. Not every season has that, granted. This one did. There was no debate. There was no 1A. There was no question what was the greatest moment of the season. But I'm not going to tell you what that moment was now, because I think you already know what it is. I'll give you the backstory first, because it was at that Auburn meet. Going in to the final rotation. We were doing quite well. We had a pretty damn good chance of beating Auburn. And floor team hit was doing incredible things. And on the final routine, it was close. It was close, but we had it in hand. If Suni Lee got a 10, then Auburn would have tied the meet. And LSU would have had to score a 9-8-2-5 to win. Personal question, why do people keep saying we needed a 9-8? We already had a 9-8 and we were counting five scores. If you counted up five scores, we already had a 9-8. We did not have below a 9-8. What are you doing? Why can't people count? Why can't people do numbers right? Why are people bad? Anyway. But Sunni got a 9975. Interesting. But we we didn't know that. We had to make the decision before that score came in. And we didn't want to tie Auburn. We knew Sunni could get that 10. And she did come close. So we decided to send out the anchor. And boy, oh boy, did she lay the smack down on Auburn. You want to talk about slamming the door in someone's face? This is how you do it. The take flight moment of the year. Kaya Johnson's perfect 10 against Auburn. Talk about taking someone and just showing them up. Ain't no other way you can do it. 
Oh, there's no better way. A crowd of over 13,000 on hand, second largest crowd in the history of the program, on hand watching you take Auburn. This team, they were undefeated. They were feeling so good. They just beat Bama for the first time in forever. Oh my goodness. You're going to do so well. And then no. Bam, bam, bam. It was done. It was done. First pass. Oh, that was good. Second pass. Oh, baby. This thing's getting good. Third pass, it was over. Second that thing landed, it was done. Place erupted. Now, ESPN's mics didn't really tell you that much because ESPN did not do a good job of miking that crowd because what they decided to do that day was mic up the PA system, plug that into their box, and then have that run. For the Utah meet, I don't think they did that. And you could hear the crowd better. It was It sounded a little bit louder. You know, like you're supposed to do because the crowd matters. It, the crowd did not sound as loud as it does at other things. Like, that place was roaring. I know, I measured it. It never, when the third pass landed, it didn't drop below 98. And, like, excuse me. Third pass landed. For, like, the next minute or so, that place was roaring. It never dropped below, like, 98 decibels. I was measuring it. Never drop below 98 for like a solid minute. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in places normally. For a solid minute. Just an absolute eruption. And of course it got a 10 and that did things. The whole place was rocking. Knowing that we didn't just beat Auburn. We destroyed their hopes and dreams on that day. You're not going to beat us that day. No, you are not. And we're going to make sure you know about it. Such a beautiful ending. And of course, it was the thing that we needed to set a new program record on floor with a rotation score of 49775. And I was there for that thing, and it was a glorious moment. Like, hype level times a million. That was one of the greatest events I have been to on this campus. Very few things top it. The only things that top that event are beating Kentucky at home in basketball, which was, that was the single loudest moment. When Xavier Pinson hit that dunk, that was the single loudest moment I have ever experienced in that building. Um, both times we've played Florida. And, yeah, both times we've, we've uh, played Florida. I think those are the only things that I've taught. No, and beating Texas A&M on a last-second touchdown. Probably the... Few things will top that. That was an incredible moment. This was an incredible season. I've enjoyed, you know, talking about it, covering it for the first time. Next season? Might be a little bit more. Might be a little more focused. Might have a little bit more coverage. And who knows? 
where I'll be watching some of the games from. Let's just say I don't want this to be just any podcast. I want this to be some actual decent journalism, too. We'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I hope I can do a lot, because it'll be fun. What I do know is that I thank you for uh, joining me along this six-month journey to uh, get here. I have learned so many things I did not know. I have connected with people I never thought I would connect with. You know, met people that I would have only dreamed of meeting. And found a community that I didn't really know much about. It's a nice community. It's also not a nice community. People are very complicated, and we should always remember that. So what do I want to leave you guys on? Um, as I put this, not even, just on a brief hiatus. Don't know how long that hiatus is going to be, but I'll be back at some point. There's going to be some sort of LSU gym news at some point, isn't there? There's going to be some kind of news that drops. Maybe not LSU, but it'll be big time. It'll probably happen, and if it does, I'll be back with this. But, um, yeah. How do I want to finish off the season? Thank you, people who've listened. Thank you, people I've connected with. I have definitely learned the power of being lucky and being in the right place at the right time. Um, This is a fun niche. This is definitely a fun niche. Love doing this. Uh, Didn't know that this would be a great idea, but I figured why not do it? So why not? So sometimes you ask the question of, should I really do this? Do what I did this year. Commit to the bit. You don't know how far that's going to get you. Maybe it'll get you farther than you ever thought. Maybe you'll push yourself outside your comfort zone a little bit. That's what I ended up doing. And look where it's gotten me. I've met people that I didn't think I'd meet. I've, what, been featured in a pre-meet video. I now have, you know, met the PA guy. Which is still kind of weird to me that I did that. Okay. I'm never going to get past that, am I? It's like, what? Okay, not important. Um, What else have I done? You know, met actual people on the team. Um, I'm now followed by multiple parents. <laughs> um, You know, I've honed, I've refined my video editing skills as a result of this. Um... I've learned how to be a better journalist, even. Learned how to... Learned what it's like to actually have an emotional, you know, connection in a story. And learned what tactics I need to make sure that I don't let that get in the way of what I'm doing. And that's what happened. All just because I decided to commit to the bit. So, why not do it? Why not commit to the bit? You don't know how far it's going to get you. So... I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. Until the next episode, I will see you. But first, before I actually do a sign-off, I should tell you what the plans are next. Baseball. College baseball. We'll be talking about college baseball over these next few weeks. Um, 
because that's what is going on right now. So probably a little bit of the SEC tournament and some other baseball stuff that I end up watching. Uh, and then when the field is announced, uh, right before the first game of the tournament, of the baseball tournament, I'm going to do what I did last year, which is a full preview looking at all 64 teams in the NCAA baseball tournament and giving you a bit of a rundown on each of them, giving you something you might want to learn about them, you know, a little bit of detail about each of the 16 regional hosts, all that kind of stuff. So, until that time, for the LSU Flying Tigers podcast, I've been Ben Schluter. I hope you've had a fantastic time listening. I won't be gone. We will see each other again. But until that time, if you've only been listening to me for gymnastics, you'll have to wait around. And for those of you who just like to listen to me, thank you. So, now let me just actually get to an outro, because I keep putting it off. I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic week and rest of your X amount of time. And until next time, bye-bye.